Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cricket Ultras. And joining me on the line from Copenhagen is a man who's not yet coming home, Darren Burns. <laughs> yeah, hey Arun. Um, I think we're in, sort of traveling all around now. I think you're in London. But I, I have a question for you. And I'm sure our listeners really want to know this, the answer to this question. Is it coming home? Well, I presume you're referring to the Ashes, because on Cricket Ultras, no other sports exist. <laughs> That's, uh, of course I was referring to the Ashes. And on that note, I would say yes, probably. Probably. I mean, it's still a while until the Ashes. Um, probably yes. Yes on both accounts, maybe, right? <laughs> well, it does feel weird. I must say, I'm in London, um, and let's just say all sports are taking a back seat to the juggernaut that is the England football team in the World Cup. But, um, yeah, it's interesting, but, you know. It seems nobody really cares about the cricket at the moment, right? Well, I do. <laughs> it's sort of going on. Well, of course, I do as well, but I'm saying people in general. Well, actually, you know, the, the um, T20 series here, uh, full houses, you know, whenever India yes. play in England, you're kind of, of guaranteed course. a full house. Um, so you, you, at Old Trafford, you had a full house uh, cheering, cheering India on primarily, although they lost that match. Uh, and then watching the penalty shootout and everyone supporting England. So it's, it's kind of nice to see. Um, it, the, the, luckily, for, for the cricket, luckily, the, there's no um, international match clashing with the World Cup final on Sunday. So yeah, it's, well, it's well placed, isn't it? It is for the cricket, not so much for Wimbledon, just, just to add another sport into the mix. Because <laughs> it's going to clash all that. with the Wimbledon men's final. Yeah, that old thing's on too, isn't it? Mm, it is. So anyway, and lots of cricketers have actually been, you know, there's a great video of the, uh, of the England cricket team celebrating uh, the penalty shootout. It's kind of, kind of raucous scenes. Um, yes. Which I thought was, was kind of fun. Um, so... You know, it's uh, definitely a lot of positivity in the air in England. A little less about the English cricket team, though, um, after the T20 series. Well, it's T20, right? Mm. Um, it was 2-1. I mean, a couple of pretty good games. Yeah, very uh, good You know, games. when you score 200, 200 or so, you, it can go either way these days, it seems. And I, I think they seem to be preparing pretty flat wickets because um, people want to see sixes, right? So... Uh, yeah, I think it's it's a bit of a crapshoot. I think it was similar to, which we might talk about later, was the, the tri-series final between Pakistan and, and Australia, which I think Australia scored about 180-odd, 190, and Pakistan chased that down the last over. So that seems to be about par now. I think par score used to be about 160. It seems to be 190, 200 plus now on a, on a decent wicket. Yeah. Um, and I think the game is changing quite a bit. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I was actually surprised to see India chase down 198 at Bristol. It wasn't that long ago when India were really struggling to find batsmen who could consistently clear the boundaries. Um, yeah. They don't seem to have that problem anymore. and certainly didn't have it in Bristol, partly because the boundaries were so short. They've actually been brought in yeah. on a ground that used to be one of England's biggest, but now with all these temporary stands, and of mm. course you've got a pitch that's a flat deck, and we can't forget... The sun is shining non-stop in England. Um, yeah. 
I've heard it's like heat waves. It's, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, it kind of happens every summer now in England, but this is the most sustained sunlight I've ever seen in England. Um, and the Indian batsmen are making hay. I mean, they, they love the conditions. There's, yeah, of course. The, the pitches are dry. Um, there is not a lot of movement on offer. There is bounce, uh, and that troubled them at Old Trafford for sure. But the conditions are, are definitely helping the, the Indian batsmen. We saw that in the, in the T20s. It'll be interesting to see how that plays into the, the 50 over games and the test matches. You know, it's, it's given India some momentum. I can't imagine the England, uh, England team and the England management are particularly happy about the conditions, really. What they want, I would imagine, is you know, some damp green seamers um, rather than these kind of you know, sun-baked wickets, I guess. Yeah. So you know, what would you take on the 2-1 series? I mean, who did you think did well from the Indian point of view? I think, obviously, Hitman <laughs> Rohit Sharma. Hitman. He likes to be called Hitman. He is does. there a secret meaning behind that? Or is it just the obvious, well, the obvious nickname? It wasn't that long ago when Rohit was called No Hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I could, I could understand why he prefers Hitman. Um, no Hit to Hitman. Hey, look, he's, he's, look, he, was, he, he actually didn't have... Um, I think he kind of started the series quietly. Uh, but he really, once he gets going... He's very hard to stop, yeah. and he doesn't really slog the ball. He just kind of plays these really classical cricket shots, just and you know with short boundaries. Just think anything's possible. He had an excellent series for in well an excellent final game, I guess. Um, KL Rahul was very good. I thought he's he scored a century in the first match. Um, but actually, what impressed me most, I think, about the Indians was um, the bowling attack, uh, even though. They conceded one nine eight in the last game. They kind of held it held. Actually, did really well. I think England got off to a, a real flyer um, at Bristol. They bamboozled the England team with leg spin in the first match, uh, and then they kind of relied on their pace bowlers in the next two matches. So they seem to have some decent variety. Both their pace bowlers clocked their top pace bowlers clocked faster speeds than their English counterparts, which is no surprise. We've talked. About- and we've talked about that over the Australian summer, didn't we? And also the England tour to New Zealand. Um, they're sort of being out-bowled, really. I mean, unless it's a, it's a seam-friendly wicket. Um, yeah, I think head-to-head on a, on a sort of on a flatly-paced wicket, you'd probably pick India most times uh, to, to overcome, right? I think so. They've got more variety. That's the key thing. They've got the spinners um, and they've got pace. They're not... I mean, they, they might be quicker, but I don't think they're as savvy as the English bowlers in these conditions. I think in the second match you saw, Kenny. exactly, in the second match you saw um, Willie and, and Plunkett um, yeah. you know, and Jake Ball actually bowling really well. Um, for England, I think the positives were, in general, the batting lineup. pretty much all the batsmen fired. Uh, yes, they did. You know, Jason Roy looked good. Jason Roy. Uh, Just Butler, of course, is just in the form of his life. Uh, Alex Hales came, Alex Hales came back into form. Johnny Besto did well. Um, you know, there's positive signs. I think England will 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 play better in the fifty over matches. They're a better fifty over team. Um, but these two teams are yeah. really, really well matched. That, that would be. I my, think they are too. Yeah, that would be my final conclusion. You know, you, you look at the England batting lineup. You'd probably say they have a slight edge. 
Um, yeah. But then you look at the Indian bowling lineup, and they have really good variety in the middle overs, uh, which England don't quite have in terms of, of their spin bowling resources. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm going to Lords on, on Saturday. Uh, will India finally win a match uh, at, at which I am present? I don't know. Or, or will, it, will, will they continue to be cursed by my presence? It'll be interesting. Yeah, exactly right. It'll be interesting to see. It, it, it's a bit like whenever I go to um, New York, I, I go to a Yankees game and Yankees always lose. So oh, wow. I think my um, boss doesn't want me to go anymore. I think I've been to three games and they've lost every time. Um, so I'm persona non grata at Yankee Stadium. Um, yeah, so I thought it's quite interesting that the, uh, the England team dropped Joe Root. I, I think it just goes to show that, particularly on these drier belters, that you probably need to have everybody that can clear the boundary with great regularity. Um, so interesting to see if Joe Root remakes his game a little bit. I'm sort of reminded a bit of Kane Williamson. If you remember in the IPL, you know, there was a lot of discussion that he was sort of more a runner ball sort of player. But in the last IPL, he really found the fence quite a lot and, and found well, over the boundary quite a few times too. So he's a great batsman. Let's see how he does. Yeah, he is a great batsman. And he has been doing a lot of training apparently in terms of range hitting. But the fact is he's not in the top six or seven T20 batsmen, is he, in England? Um, well, no. I could see a future where he doesn't return to the T20 team. Um, but I do yeah. think it'll it'll kind of stimulate him to step up a little bit, certainly in the 50-over series that follows. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. weird, isn't it, to see the test captain drop? We're going to see how he does. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and it, of course, the other thing to remember here is we have the limited overs games, T20, one day is how will that affect the test series? Um, I'm, I'm kind of more optimistic now because I feel India has a little bit of momentum. They are acclimatized. Surely that can only help. Look, I'm, I don't think it matters that much anymore between the formats. If you, if you look what happened in Australia over the summer with England, I mean, they were completely outplayed in the test series and then they bounced back and won four, one, it could have been five, zero really. Um, so I think they have different teams, different mindset. I think they have a different captain with Owen Morgan, uh, with limited overs captain, right? And then um, you have Joe Root in the test series. It's probably different culture, different ideas around the team, diff many different players. So I don't think it matters that much anymore. I think it used to matter a lot. Yeah, I think that's fair. I wonder if it matters a little more for India because there's a quite a lot of crossover between their teams. Yeah, there probably is. Same captain, um, I think something like seven or eight players are the same um, yeah so it may not affect England that much yeah well, it remains to be seen so but I like the way they've scheduled the series I mean I, I like the format of having you know three t20s three one-day internationals and, and five tests I think that's a really great tour um, it's a long tour but I, but I hate these sort of one-off t20s and then a five match you know ODI series as there was between Australia and England I think that was just seemed to go on forever like five ODIs just seemed a bit kind of pointless um, especially if you're getting absolutely flogged. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's great. My only quibble is I probably prefer the tests a little earlier on and yeah. maybe the T20s at the end. So you play the one days. I mean, it doesn't, That's true. It doesn't really matter, but the tests are going to end up... I think one test is in September, 
I'm not mistaken. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is weird. And I think also the, the upcoming tour of India to Australia at the end of the year is, well, it's actually next year. It's also going to the back end of the Australian summer. I think it's sort of February, March, which is very unusual. Um, so they're trying to fit as much cricket as they can in, aren't they? They certainly are. Jam it all in, baby. They certainly are. So let's talk about Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> the snub. Who has flagrantly refused to shake Safraz Ahmad's hand after losing the final of the Tri-Series to Pakistan in Zimbabwe. Darren, your take. I must admit I haven't watched the video, but I did see Glenn Maxwell's tweet where he apologizes and claims that he's in the hotel looking for Safraz. <laughs> Do you think um, he's found him? I don't think so. Obviously, he wouldn't, he wouldn't post that. It's like, you know, he's, he's throwing out an olive branch, obviously, saying that he's looking for him. Um, what do you think? Do you think he, he checked I'm with pretty reception? Sure, I'm pretty sure Safraz wouldn't be in the pub. Um, if you're looking for an Australian player or an English player, you'd head straight to the pub, but obviously yeah. he wouldn't be there. Um, the New so Zealanders are usually him, at so, the pool. In my so if anybody, if any of our listeners know about that, whether actually Maxwell talked to Safraz, it would be nice to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess it segues nicely into, well, the Tri-Series um, final, which was um, on Sunday between Pakistan and Australia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but before we do that, why don't we re reflect on our, we did make predictions for the ODI series between India and Australia. Sorry, in England and Australia. I think we both predicted four one. I was going five nil, then I then I softened to four one. But you I did. think we were proved both right. What was Toby's prediction? I don't recall. I think it was like three two. Oh yes, and it was five nil, right? Yeah, it was five nil. Yeah, I actually stopped <laughs> paying attention to the series after so three games. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty um pretty poor effort from Australia, I think, missing, missing sort of five or six players and just they didn't look like they had the right team at all. Yeah, very uh, understand. You know, um, I, I just don't understand batting Aaron Finch, who's the best T20 player in the world, one of the best white ball cricketers in the world, down the order at number five. I think it's, it, it's ridiculous. And it was proved out in this current tri-series in Zimbabwe and Pakistan, where he was the leading batsman by a long way. Um, they're tinkering with the order. I mean, they haven't got a wrist spinner of any note. Um, they struggle between the middle overs in both one day international cricket and also T20. Um, if, if the wicket's good, Billy Stanlake is unplayable. Uh, one game against Pakistan recently, he took four for eight in a T20 game. When there was a bit of seam and zip in the wicket, he's really difficult to get away. But if it's flat, um, a bit of a sameness there. And I, of course, they're missing Stark and Cummins and Hazelwood. But, but I think there are sort of reserves that they could bring into the team. But the real worry for me is the spin. Ashton Agar is a nice guy. People <laughs> seem to like him. You know, he's cute. Um, but he doesn't take wickets in the middle. And as a yeah. spinner, you must take wickets in the middle overs. You can't just... He doesn't even really hold an end down. If you're going for seven and eight and over and not really getting wickets, it, it doesn't really help you as a, as a team. So they've really got to focus rapido on this, uh, on, on a wrist spinner and maybe the spin options because, you know, any World Cup or any series now, they're going to prepare dry wickets that help the turning... The turning, the turning ball. So uh, they're, they're in a bit of trouble right now, I'd say, um, in ODIs and also T20s. Yeah, a wrist spinner is mandatory now. But yeah, it's, it's, Australia don't seem to have one. Um, I mean, how does it, how did it, what was the reaction back home in Australia to the team losing 5 0? Is it, 
have they kind of turned their attention elsewhere after the you know the scandals and so on look i think i think it's i think obviously i wasn't there um but i did see some of the coverage and i think it was sort of muted i think people i would say at the moment have lost a bit of interest in this, this current team i mean the ball tampering incident in newlands feels like it was to me six or 12 months ago right it was only really three or four months ago it feels like it was an eternity um, and of course you have David Warner and Steve Smith playing their trade in this weird global T20 <laughs> tournament in, in Toronto, which is just bizarre. This sort of ground, every, every game is on the same ground, I think. Yeah. Um, so there's only one ground. Both of them done, apparently. both of them done like pretty poorly, actually. I think Steve Smith scored a couple of fifties and David Warner hasn't done squat yet. Um, so I think the whole, the feeling is around the team is just sort of, you know, Justin Lang has taken over. He's kind of experimenting at the moment, finding out who his players are. I guess he's sort of taking over the reins a bit. And it is a difficult time to take over the reins, let's be honest. Um, it's kind of tumultuous, but that's also good for him, right? Because he can put his stamp on the team. Um, so I noticed that they've made Finch, T20, and ODI captain. Um, he's ranked number one now in T20. Yeah. He's, well, he's, and I think he's, he's tactically he's grown. Uh, I think he was captain a couple of years back and they took gave it back to Steve Smith again. But I think he's probably learned from that and he's got a lot of nows and he's a great player, which you need. I mean, you need, a, you need someone who's got to score runs at the top or take wickets as your captain. And I think we've, with Tim Payne captaining in England, it was just, he shouldn't be in the team, uh, in the one day team anyway. And it's just sort of holding up a spot and, you know, a professional captain. Tim Payne had a shocker in England. He dropped a couple of absolute sitters um, as a wicketkeeper. And I, I think it's just got to him maybe. Um, well, Shane Warner was right. Maybe. Yeah, it's embarrassing as a keeper. I mean, he drops some real sitters. I mean, as you, would you expect him to take those? Well, he's a good keeper. I yeah, mean, normally he is. That, that, that's um, his strongest suit, right? He's not one so of these look, batsmen I think, keepers. I think they've tried a few combinations. Um, and I think, you know, once they, all the bowlers come back from injury, if they, if they do, and I think if you have Smith and, and Water back, that's obviously a great plus. Um, and I think they do need to look hard at this wrist spinner. They took Mitchell Swepson with them. I think he played one of the T20s um, and got a couple of wickets, but he probably should have played more. They should be sort of throwing him into the mix and just seeing how he goes. Um, to me, it was almost a nothing to lose tour. And I just wish they probably experimented more with some newer players, such as Swepson and some other spinners, perhaps, to just get them in and blood them because nobody expected them to win, you know, especially us. <laughs> what about the um, T20 triangular? Were there any more encouraging signs from that? I mean, Pakistan, I thought, looked impressive. Yeah, I think they, I mean, their record in the last couple of years in T20 is, is absolutely amazing. It is, yeah. Um, they've won 22 out of 26 matches on the trot. That is, wow. in T20, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. And these are not against lowly opposition, these are against all sides. Um, so that's quite an incredible record. I mean, I think, what well on to them. And it's great to see them sort of really driving home and, and sort of owning this. And I think they're quite a few points ahead on the ladder. Um, as far as the ICC rankings go, and good, good on them. Mm. But in terms of Australia, did did you feel that maybe they've they're improving, or was it more of the same? I, look, I, I think I think there were some glimpses on the tour to England too from Travis Head. Um, obviously, Finch did okay. I think Maxwell's still struggling. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, he seems to be struggling. Well, he got two wickets in the first over the other day. I must say, <laughs> in the final against Pakistan which was encouraging, but he seems a bit up and down right now. Um, 
I think Ashton Egger, look, he tried hard, but I, I don't know if he's really up to this interna- international cricket. Um, I thought there were glimpses from there were glimpses of goodness from sort of Jai Richardson, the new young quick bowler. He did okay in some in some areas. Andrew Ty was pretty good um, as always, a bit up and down, but overall did a pretty good job. And I think Stanleg looks a real package if you, if you can hold his body together and constantly improve. I mean, on any wicket, as I mentioned earlier, where the ball's doing a little bit or it's quick wicket, he's a real handful. And he absolutely carved up the Pakistani top uh, order in the first game in that tri-series. Um, they just didn't know what to do to him. He was so quick and hostile. Um, so there were some good signs there. Um, but as I said, I think we're just we're really struggling now with what is the right batting order. They keep moving people around all the time. And we really need to get our spin options up and running because at the moment we've got nothing. Yeah. Meanwhile, a Pakistan player has failed a dope test and no action has been taken so far. We don't know who, who the player is. Um, all we know is that three weeks ago, the results of the test became public. Pakistan player tested positive for a prohibited substance, um, but no action has been taken. The board has said uh, there'll be an answer in a day or two. <laughs> So it's good to see cricket taking uh, the anti-doping rules so seriously. We haven't, I haven't seen anything that says what it is, right? It's, is, it a, is it a diuretic a la shame worn or is it really, is it hashish or do we know anything about it? <laughs> is it hashish? Um, <laughs> I think, wasn't there a Pakistan player who uh, tested positive for uh, hashish not long ago? Uh, oh no, actually, no, wait, Raza... Hassan tested positive for cocaine. There you um, go. Yas- Yasir Shah and Abdul Rahman were also banned for minor doping offences. So he was doing a Maradona. Um, yeah, I- I'm sure there was a player that tested positive for marijuana. I mean, why? I mean, it's not exactly performance enhancing. <laughs> well, it depends. depends. Depends who you are, I suppose. It might help calm some of the nerves. It might, plus some of the strains these days are very potent. Well, a lot of swimmers smoke pot, right? A lot of swimmers oh, really? smoke to pot. calm themselves down. Do. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but they, but they, they seem to enjoy it. Hmm, okay. Interesting. I don't know if it's performance enhancing or not. Anyway. I wonder how <laughs> anyway. it affects um, recording podcasts. Maybe we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to look into that at some point. I think it probably doesn't work. No, <laughs> possibly not. All right. Okay, so I think this is going to be a, a shorter podcast than usual um, because yeah. of yeah. we're both on the road. Um, but we'll be back uh, not too long with a longer proper preview, I think, of the England-India test series. Um, yes. And more of a roundup of everything else that's going on in the cricket world. Great. Well, thank you all for listening. And as usual... Please do stay in touch with your comments and feedback. Yes, we love them. Keep them coming. And have fun at Lords. Mm. I will. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I love Lords.